We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. think we've ever spoken what ever. Ever. no croc's just a shitty friend damn yeah that. my bad yeah way to go croc um no i'm just i'm just irritated with the whole mac jones shit like i think croc understands my frustration it's Dude, it defeated me like weeks ago man i even i think i titled one of our podcasts like i'm defeated like i can't hang yeah. with it anymore and yeah. i think it's a, I, I still think it's a real thing i still think it's, i think it's a real thing bro I don't like, like, like. I, I don't think it's out the question at all. I don't think Bro, it's out the question they, at all. If they take Mac Jones, we have to start questioning Kyle Shanahan. Right? Okay. So, so this is my thing, just just in general. Like, I wouldn't do it. Just like I would not have drafted McGlinchey. I would have drafted Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, I would not have drafted Solomon Thomas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's done things that is like, but I wouldn't have drafted Debo Samuel. Over DK Metcalf, like, and still we had with no, I, I would have taken them. I that, like to me, I had them neck and neck. I was good with either one, but DK was just different. And um, like they've done things, whereas like I wouldn't have done that. I will say like, you know, if Mac Jones is the way that they go, we'll, we'll just see how it works out. I do see a scenario where Mac Jones is good with the 49ers. I just have a hard time like watching guys with all this talent and being like, damn, I would love to see Kyle Shanahan with that type of quarterback and know we had the opportunity to get that kind of quarterback and he passed on it. Like, that would be the hardest yeah. feel for me to swallow 
because like this is it. Like you don't have opportunities like this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like so that that that's the that's the toughest part. Like it's not that I don't think Mac Jones can play quarterback. It's not that I don't think he will be good in this you know team on this team. I just I, I can't fathom drafting him over Justin Fields, and I can see why he would. But even then, I would I would just be like Kyle, like bro, like, I get it, like I bro. get I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand how you don't want more. I don't know how you don't want somebody who can be a playmaker and just make plays for you instead of you having to make and dial up everything for your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's the yeah. that's the hard part with that whole thing. And you know, at the, the Tom Pelissero report this morning with the with the scout or a couple scouts who said. If anyone anyone who watched Mac Jones at the Senior Bowl, you're not trading all that shit for that guy. I saw that. And, and you've been saying that the whole time. I've been you, saying you, it since, since the Senior Bowl. You've been we saying that he had bad, yeah, you, you've been saying he had a bad Senior Bowl and he made one throw. And there were a lot of people that were like, oh, he was good at the Senior Bowl. And, it's, and I, I was happy to see and somebody I, back up what you've been saying. Where and, and, and this is what I kind of took from that. And maybe we should be recording while we're talking about this. But this is what I took from that, that like, it, it didn't sound like he more so said that Mac Jones was bad at the Senior Bowl. He just didn't think third overall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's like, I, I, how do you watch that and think third overall? Like, that's not to say that Mac Jones didn't do things well. But it's like, like you don't, you're not doing anything different that anybody else, you know, put, probably can't do. Like, what was the difference between Mac Jones and Kellen Mond at the Senior Bowl? Like, you know what I'm not saying? Not much. Oh, it wasn't he's much. Smart. He's smart in the interviews well. Here's the here's the problem though. Here's the problem, is that I mean obviously it, it won't matter because the 49ers will be doing their damn thing, but there's a good chance that if the 49ers took Mac Jones, Mac Jones would end up looking like the best quarterback out of the draft because he's showing up into the 49ers. Now that doesn't solve the problem of if any of these other two quarterbacks they they might look better than Mac Jones, but it's the fact that he's going to the 49ers that makes it kind of like skews the results because. You know, you got the first two quarterbacks that are going to the Jaguars and the Jets. And by all intents and purposes, I mean, I love Sala, and, and, you know, it could be great. But there's a good chance, even if the 49ers took Mac Jones, he would look like the best quarterback because he fell straight into this amazing situation. Yeah. And exactly. But my still that still doesn't – to me, that still doesn't make it like, oh, yeah, that Max would be a good pick because I'm still sitting here thinking, okay, what if he had taken this guy instead? Would it yeah. be even better? And if – you know, if 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 Mac Jones is so loved by Kyle Shanahan, wouldn't that same logic apply to Lafleur in New York? That you know, that kind of throws it off too. But you know, back to the Senior Bowl stuff. We were there. We watched him. He had one good throw, and then he literally after that throw, he threw an out route that died on died on him. And I sent the video to Croc. And then after that, he fumbled seven times in a row. It's on the tape. You can pull up the tape. It's there. He fumbled. Like, he fumbled the football onto the ground seven times in a row. In a row. How like, do you even? How is that even possible? He's he 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 doesn't like pressure. He was under pressure and he, with one of the better lines out there, and he he looked like shit. Sorry. Um, and then when it comes to like the pick three, like how fun would the draft be if the first three picks are known? Like that's why I think there's so much mystery around it. And I think I think keeping keeping the teams behind the Niners on their toes is caused like you want to do anybody effect. any favors? Like you're not gonna. Yeah. Let people know who you're picking. Like, exactly. Let, that's why people are still talking about the Jets. Like, the Jets aren't just going to straight up let everybody know who they're taking. It, it seems obvious that it's Wilson, but nobody's going to do anybody any favors. No, absolutely not. And then, and then I think part of the Mac Jones thing is like, 
oh, he's so pro-ready, and yeah, the Niners can take him. Maybe they're driving up the cost for Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Like, that's part of the other conversation that's lost in all this. What happens to Jimmy? And, you know, by from just some information that I have, Jimmy canceled all his workouts in Tennessee. Why is he not in Tennessee with the other guys like he was last year? He canceled that stuff back in February. Back in February when I found out that the Niners are trying to train to three. Like, I have text messages from – for I have a guy in Miami who's telling me about this stuff. You know, for people who don't realize this, stuff, I used to work for Pro Football Network, and I have plenty of contacts, like Armando Salguero and, those, and plenty of others. Like, they were talking about this stuff way early, and then it's a surprise to everybody. If I knew about it, other people knew about it. It just was really, really low, and that's just how – that's just the long and short of it. Um, and you don't trade all that to go get Mac Jones. Like, we saw Sean McVay so. – we, we saw Sean McVay so. punt – Jared Goff to Siberia, and we're really going to take Mac Jones in San Francisco? Like, come on. It doesn't make sense. I wouldn't think so. Like that shit from that text that John Middlecoff talked about, like, Mac Jones at three would be the most arrogant, arrogant shit of all time. But, yep. that, I, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's kind of arrogant in a way. I think the last thing that Javi said was probably, like, the thing that kind of sticks out to most where it's like, we've seen this, and and, and again, like, and I think ideally for for Mac Jones, right? I think people want to throw out like Tom Brady, but like he's more most likely not going to be that type of guy. I think if he were, oh, well, you, he's not going to be one of the <laughs> right. Like, he, that's not that's not ideal. I mean, that's not realistic, right? Like realistically, he's going to be more of the Baker Mayfield. He's going to be more of the Jared Goff, right? Like Jared Goff has done things well. He's went to a Super Bowl, but at the end of the day. You kind of realize that at a certain point, this this ain't gonna do it. And you know he's he that's who he's gonna be more like. You know, and the tough thing with Kyle is convincing him. I guess if if he does draft again, we we don't know. This is all speculation. But if he does draft Mac Jones, you know he's basically just saying like, nah, like I don't need I don't need help. I I got this. And I think everybody needs help. You know what I'm saying? Like, Andy yeah. Reid needed help. I'm going to stop talking because I think a lot of this should be on the pod. But We've been recording this time, whole time. I, I'm going to put it on the show. I'm just, <laughs> it'll just be before the intro and people can get the fuck over it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 like I'm going to go record mine. All right. Thanks for coming on, Javi. All right, guys. Thank you. Nice meeting right, you, Rob. Yeah, man. You too. Later. Peace. Uh, yeah, hey, like, I don't, like, hey, three, two, one, welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. Yes, I'm recording this intro as if it's leading off the pod, but Javi jumped in here, we start having a good conversation, and we're just going to keep it all, but I, I got to record the intro, it's the Striking Gold podcast, so I'm <laughs> have, you, have you ever listened to, like, Joe Budden podcast? Uh, no, do I, I mean, what kind well, of question is that? Well, okay, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, but they, they have a conversation and stuff. They'll start talking to him, like, five minutes in, he'll eventually get on with the intro and ask everybody how they're doing. Uh, so we, yeah, like we're, we're, we're cool. We're cool. Hey, yeah. all right, all right. Very so, organic. Right. But, I mean, it's still, though, I'm Rob Lauder, and this is my co-host, Eric Crocker. He's a good dude. So this is us, and you're listening to the Striking Gold Podcast. I really hope that there's people out there that this is the first episode they've ever listened to, and they just think this is the most ragtag, don't-give-a-shit, like, unprofessional podcast ever because we're just, like, reading the intro five minutes in. It seems like we have no idea what we're doing, and in a way we don't. We Maybe we don't know what we're doing, but um, 
hey, I'm hoping I'm hoping this is this is somebody's first time listening to this. So they're like, man, these guys don't know what the hell they are doing. <laughs> well, I think we have a good idea of what we're doing. What we don't know is what Kyle Shanahan is going to do. And what we were really talking about no. um, leading up to this point is, you know, the, the Mac Jones thing is it is real, right? Like I always feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, whether that is what Kyle Shanahan it will decide to do, you know, on draft day, like obviously that's to be, you know, known at a later time, but next Thursday. But I do think it's a it's a realistic opportunity or thing that that can happen. I really feel like it can be Mac Jones. I would not be surprised at all if it's Mac Jones. Well, at all. And and one of the things, um, Akash, uh, I mean, I think he's doing podcasts for Niners Nation now. Uh, he tweeted earlier. Um, he tweeted something out earlier that I liked. He tweeted out that like if you could pick one attribute of a quarterback that you feel Kyle Shanahan wants most, what would it be? And my answer to him, which seemed like it, I mean, it might have been the most popular answer of the group, but, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. But I said my answer was, his question exactly was, what do people think is the one quarterback trait that Kyle Shanahan values the most? And I put, my answer was seeing the field like Kyle does. Yep. That, that was my that was my answer. And, and obviously, that's not discounting arm talent, athleticism, you know, you know, every other thing that goes along with playing a quarterback. But I feel like if Kyle Shanahan manages to come up on a quarterback that sees things how he does, that's when magic happens. Because, you know, you're, you're essentially looking at an extension of Kyle Shanahan standing on the field making the plays. So I, did you, would you have given a different answer, Croc, or did you think that no. was – I think that's spot on. All right. But let, let's go to this because it kind of ties into what I'm going to like my response to that. Right. So earlier today, um, Good Morning Football had tweeted out, you know, um, Peter Schrager talking about the whole, you know, situation of who the 49ers should take at three. And what he was saying was, hey, 49ers haven't moved off of Mac Jones at three. And he basically explained that in part of his quote, and I quote tweet, it was, Kyle Shanahan would just as easily go to war with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard as he would Deshaun Watson. I stopped the quote there, and then he added Jimmy Garoppolo, but I stopped the quote there. But um, and he kind of responded and was like, "Hey man, like, like, like a little context." I'm like, "Dude, context? You just said it. Like, there's a whole video what you say. He was like, "You think everybody watched that whole video?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's just like, a good back and forth. That's all true. Yeah, and I'm like. Dude, you, you said all this video, but anyways, um, I went on to say and kind of talk about it because basically what he's insinuating is Kyle Shanahan would be good with any type of quarterback, which we know is false. Like Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has lost plenty of games with certain quarterbacks. He hasn't quarterbacks. done shit. He hasn't done shit with anything but Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, right. And uh, So I don't know where that would come from. Right. So so and, and we know that. Now, my thing is, and this is where, you know, when you ask this question about um, you know, what does he ultimately want, right? Now, my question would be, well, what does any coach want? What does what does uh, Andy Reid want, right? Andy Reid is somebody that has come from the West Coast system. Um, he did a terrific job uh, getting the best out of Alex Smith, right? Like, that was the best that we'd ever seen Alex Smith play. And even then, when it came down to it, he went and got someone that he felt could take his offense to higher heights, right? Now, yeah. do do we think that Going into the draft process, Patrick Mahomes, with the way that he played in that kind of like this reckless style, 
was someone that saw the field exactly like Andy Reid? No. I bet they didn't think that he saw exactly, but what do you say? Man, you know what? He's, he, he's a bright kid. I'm going to teach him to see the field. I'm like going to teach him to see the field like I like. I think that should be the biggest thing. Like, not so much what this kid possesses right now, but what can I teach him to do? Like, does he have the capability of potentially seeing the field like I can? And if you get somebody that's uber talented like a Patrick Mahomes to be able to see the field that the way that you do, then you make real magic. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what I hope Kyle Shanahan has come to that conclusion that, hey, I've seen Andy Reid teach this kid. Can I can I teach him? And we'll we'll kind of get into. Um, and I saw somebody put on there about uh, Matt Mayoko having uh, Quincy Avery, uh, and you know he's he's trained uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, and he kind of talked about that. So we'll we'll kind of get into like their mindset and what he says about them. But ultimately, my thing is, Kyle, be a fucking coach <laughs> and coach him up. Like that's what you get paid a lot of money to to do. Why do you feel like you need somebody? Right now, that has to 100% see the field just like you when we know that the, the upside to that is limited and it's only going to take you so far. Everything is going to have to be perfect. Well, and everybody, guy, keep, everybody keeps saying, like, well, yeah, Mac Jones could step in and they could win, win, win right away, which I do feel that there is value there with the way they've constructed that roster. Winning right away is a good thing because the roster is still built to win a lot. But – like, this is a long-term game. Drafting a quarterback is a long-term game. Like, to me, somebody saying that could step in and win right away, like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, if I'm drafting a rookie quarterback, I'm fully embracing the fact that they might they might have their moments, but they might, for the most part, probably suck it up a little bit in their first year. And I, don't, and I think Kyle Shanahan could get a rookie quarterback humming pretty well. You know, we've seen it before. But I just don't understand when people are like, oh, he can win now. I'm like, who, what? Like, who I want a guy that's going to win. Gonna now? win. Right. What, 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 like, like, I feel like you, you're going to win now with any of these guys. Like, you have a loaded roster, you have a good team. Like, you have a loaded right. roster, good team. Like, and when I say win now, like, it might not. Like, I feel like you'd have just a good a chance of being a good football team with Trey Lance and Justin Fields as you would with Matt Jones. I, I, I just think you, you, it would look different the way that you probably would have to win with, with Trey Lance. But I think ultimately – I think you'd be just as dangerous with any of those guys. I watched Deshaun Watson go to Texans with all these different things that they were saying was wrong with him and him sliding the pick 12 and come in there and air that hole out. And mm-hmm. if you remember the, the numbers that he was putting up in his starts, cause remember he didn't start the season, I don't think. I don't think Watson started the season. I think he eventually like came in after a few weeks or whatever. And he had this like duel with, with, uh, with Russell Wilson, and it was like, whoa. I think his coach was right when he said that if you pass on him, you're passing on Michael Jordan. He like, I mean, and he ultimately he lost because you know Russell Wilson just randomly pulls out magic at the end of games all the time. But this dude went toe to toe, and it's just like I have a hard time seeing. And that was with him as a rookie. I have a hard time seeing Mac Jones be able to like elevate his game to that level. That's like just like look, let me. I'm gonna let my talent take over this game. And it's just like that, that. That's my issue. Again, I like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is good. My issue is when you have a chance at one of these quarterbacks that you feel like you never have a chance at, and you pass on it because you feel like, well, this guy's just a little bit more ready, and he sees the field how I see it now. Dude, teach one of these other dudes to see the field how you see it. 
They're smart. Right. You know what they said? Okay, and I, I said I was going to get into it in a second, but Quincy Avery, he said that that Justin Fields has, like, this photogenic memory. Right. To yeah, where, like, I heard that. Yeah, like, he like can see things one time and then, like, process it all. And then we've heard, like, all the other things about how smart he is. Like, they talk about how smart – they talk about how smart – uh, uh, Mac Jones is, and they never like. It's almost like pulling teeth to get them to talk about. Hey, well, why aren't you saying these same things about Trey Lance? Why aren't you saying these same things about Justin Fields when the dude's saying Justin Fields has the photogenic memory? Justin Fields is the one that has like the highest score ever for that little IQ testing. That, like not the Wonderlic test, but that other test that they've been doing now. Justin Fields had the highest ever, and it wasn't even close to where it was basically like. He can memorize, like, an entire playbook or something crazy. Like, why aren't we talking about, like, this dude, like, he's, like, kind of like a little genius, right? So it's like, right. if he, if you have Justin Fields who you understand, like, he retains all this information and he can do all these things, you can't teach him. You can't teach him to see the field like you do. And, like, and if you can't, to me, now it's like maybe you're not as good of a coach as you think you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I just like to me the, the the unknown, the unknown about it all is I'm assuming Kyle Shanahan has had Zoom conversations with all these guys. I don't know what kind of face to face stuff they're allowed, if any. I don't know. I don't know if they've allowed face to face yet. I don't think so. Um, it's just you know, there's the intangible, intangible stuff that we don't know about, and. and I, it's just it's it's more of me trying to talk myself into the idea of if they went the Mac Jones direction, why they would have done it. You know, I'm just I'm not even playing devil advocate. I'm just trying to think. You're just trying it. to see through there. Well, this is my right. <sighs> I've heard enough comments about these two kids, and I'm talking about Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Whereas, like, no, it's it's BS <laughs> to me. Like, I call BS because now I'm hearing about Trey Lance how he's studying how throughout this time, okay, he didn't play this year. He was studying NFL playbooks, taking, um, uh, getting the game plan from somebody that's in the NFL, a, a quarterback in the NFL, getting the game plan, breaking it down just like they are in the same days that they're breaking it down, and then comparing his notes at the end of the week um, with, that, with that quarterback and also going over all those things throughout the week with Quincy Avery. Like he's preparing as if he's playing the game because that was the best way that he could simulate it since he didn't have a season. Like these yeah, are Rich, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen said he was like calling people, seeking people out. Like, because Rich Eisen had that bit where he said he's hearing Trey Lance is a pick for the 49ers, which obviously I take with a grain of salt because everybody has said everybody is the pick for the 49ers over the past, you know, few weeks. But he said that he had heard that Trey Lance was like calling, actively calling people, seeking out their opinions on what he could do better. I think he said something to the effect of calling like analysts or scouts that had like put out yeah. public reports on him and calling them saying, Hey man, what, what do I need to do? Which, I mean, that's impressive. I, I don't know how much stock to put in it, but. No, there's a lot of stock to put into it because that's, that's somebody that's willing to take on constructive criticism and work on things that he's not like, that's what you want to know, right? That's what you want to find out. Right. Is this yeah. guy going to like put in the work to overcome some of the things that he's not great at right now? Right. Like, is he going to work to put, uh, improve his weaknesses? Like, you don't want somebody who was like, well, I do this well, do this well. Let me just keep focusing on that. Like, no, nah, like, you know what? I know I can do this, but I need to work on this, whether it's my feet, whether it's my timing, whether it's this. And I need to know from the people that will be evaluating me, what do I need to do to get better? Like, 
like, what more do we need to know about this kid? We know that he possesses all the talent. We also know that he's inconsistent as a passer. But clearly he's willing to put in the work to challenge himself to improve on those things. Like, and that's I'm, – I'm having a hard time with this. If, in fact, they take Mac Jones over these guys because where these guys do lack, they're willing to put in the work to get better. The Beck quarterback coach or whatever talked about how Justin Smith – I mean, uh, Justin uh, Fields – and Justin Smith, but Justin Fields, <laughs> like after workouts, if he didn't feel like he did certain things right when everybody else leaves, he's like, hey, can I go over this again? And like, we'll go out there and just over and over and over and over, go over like something that he missed and he'll continue to work at it. And he'll be like, hey, this, you know, this team does this or whatever. Can I work on these things? And he'll work on all those things with the coach after everybody else left. Like these are clearly high level dudes. These aren't right. just some dudes that, like, well, I got my work and I'm out of here, right? Like, it seems like they're, like, far more mature than their age. Like, Trey Lance is doing this stuff at the age of 19. Matter of fact, when he was a redshirt freshman, so when he was 18 years old at North Dakota State, because he was redshirting and wasn't playing, he watched and studied NFL films so he could see NFL defenses. Like, they, that's what that, that's the level of dudes that we're talking about here. Like, you can't pass on those dudes. You just can't, especially when they have as much upside as they have. I have a hard time seeing them do it. Right. Well, hey, did you happen to catch um, John Beck on KMBR today? Nah, I, I saw uh, part of what he said about the feet or something like that. But he was on he was on ninety five seven the other day, and I kind of took notes on it. But this is gonna this is kind of long. But I'm gonna read I'm gonna read kind of the gist. Uh, Chris Biederman quoted him from him from KMBR, and this is kind of long. It's kind of four paragraphs, all, but I think it's all really really good stuff. So if you haven't heard it, you will enjoy hearing it. And I know you'll enjoy it too, Croc. So bear with me because I'm going to read this. It's it's about four paragraphs, but I'll read as fast as I can. But if you don't know who John Beck is, John Beck is a friend of Kyle Shanahan, a former backup quarterback who played underneath him. I believe it was for the Browns. Um, he, or excuse me, Washington, I believe. I'm, I'm throwing myself off now. But he, a former NFL quarterback, now quarterback coach, was working with Justin Fields and Zach Wilson for, or has been working with Zach Wilson and Justin Fields for quite some time. And when the 49ers traded up to 12, he started working with Trey Lance. Okay, so take that how you will. But here is the quote from John Beck on what, when he was asked, what Kyle Shanahan looks for in quarterbacks. And it's a very detailed answer. It's, it's outstanding. So bear with me. Okay, the quote is as follows. Kyle wants somebody that can understand his offense, that can process information quickly, that can see the field through a lens that makes sense for him to be able to coach and for you to have to see it how he sees it. And this was said after I made that comment on Twitter. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect, but he wants you to be able to communicate with him and then process so in-game communication, during practice communication, and all of those things can flow smoothly. He's also really big on feet. He wants to be able to time feet to the scheme and really vice versa. So he's really particular about the feet of his quarterback, the eyes of his quarterbacks, positioning, and he looks for traits and abilities. Physical abilities would be to get the ball out quickly, being able to drive it to a lot of different places on the field quickly and effortlessly. He loves to be aggressive and play pass in certain areas of the field. So he wants somebody, as they come off the play fake, if those safeties start to cut underneath the routes, they have the ability, or should I say also if they get flat-footed, he wants somebody that can drive a ball downfield. And then within space, in this game, space is always taken away. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The pressure on the defense. So he wants somebody that doesn't have to use a bunch of space in the pocket to be able to really drive the ball and do it accurately. So that's where there's certain elements of a guy that may jump out to him, and he looks and says a lot of that fits what I want to do. Last paragraph. A lot of people just say, oh, he's looking for an athletic quarterback. I think, oh, anybody with athleticism fits. Kyle doesn't need a Lamar Jackson athlete. He just needs somebody athletic enough to run the keeper game to be able to move off the spot and then in the play-pass game to be able to move enough selling the actions, and if there's any pressure, quickly move and still be able to drive every single throw to all levels of the field. And that's the end of it. Striking Gold is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Is what the 49ers going to do with the third overall pick stressing you out? Or maybe it's something a little more personal. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gold. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Striking Gold listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash gold. That's betterhelp.com slash G-O-L-D. Yeah. So, I mean, none of that – now, with an answer that long, it starts to kind of sound like, oh, he just wants a good quarterback, you know. Um 
The big thing to me that I kind of took away from it was being able to drive the ball to any level of the field. I think we already talked about Kyle Shanahan wanting somebody to process the game how he does. And unless you're really dealing with a rare athlete, a rare quarterback, they probably coming out of college won't be processing the game how Kyle does. That, like Crocker said, is going to have to be something that he coaches and, and instills within them. And, you know, that's more of about sharing information, trying to show a quarterback how Kyle sees the game. I, I would think that expecting a quarterback to automatically see the game how Kyle does would probably be a little wild. But to me, the, the big quote, if you're talking about trying to discern how that fits in with the three uh, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance is the fact that somebody who needs to be able to drive the ball to all areas of the field with limited space. And I'm not sure if that narrows it down. Is to, In reading that, Croc, did any one of those three quarterbacks like pop out to you? You know, I've heard some people say that the feet part eliminate Justin Fields, um, saying he doesn't have the feet. But I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I think really that could be any of the three. Like, yeah, when I, you just yeah. really watch them, like, you see them all do that. Now, I think, you know, can can maybe – is one maybe more consistent at it than the other ones? That, that that could be the case. But I would say just in general, if that's what he's looking for, all those dudes can give you that. All of them. Like, you know, even, like, playing in a tight pocket. Like, I've seen all of them play in a tight pocket. Like, being able to drive, you know, the different throws from, you know – um, all levels of the field. I think I've seen them all do it. Now, I will say Mac Jones might not be the guy that can really drive it from that far hash outside the numbers like Fields and and uh, Trey Lance can do, and they can do that consistently. You know, Mac Jones might not be that guy, but or like down the field, I think Mac Jones does a terrific job of throwing the ball downfield, especially when he's kind of anticipating it. But I think if, you know, he – no, I think I've seen him do that too, where he can't really get his feet set. Maybe his feet are like square to the line of scrimmage and he still kind of throws it out there and throws a really good pass. Like I've seen him do that well. So, you know, I think overall they really can be any of the three guys. I think just bias, I don't want to say biasness, but the way that people view Lance and Fields as like these athletic quarterbacks and not passing quarterbacks, they'll probably say that, oh, no, they need to work on that or they need to do this. But if you just watch them, like, dude, they do that stuff. They do it. You know, it, it, people just – I don't know. I don't know why they do that, but they, 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 those quarterbacks do it. Right. Well, I mean, like we said, man, people see what they want to see. You know, they'll 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 plant their flag where they want to plant their flag. And, and for the most part, it, it typically – I mean, somebody – it could be that obvious, and, and they could just be passionate about who the guy they feel is best. And that's fine. But I, a lot of times it comes off almost like, you know, stubbornness and, you know, ignorance to an extent where people literally are just unwilling to even embrace what, uh, you know, the quarterback that's not their option can do or might be able to do. So, you know, we see that a lot. But, I mean, I, I'm with you, dude. I I didn't really read that and say, like, it has to be this guy. But that kind of goes back to what we're saying. Like, I feel like all three of these quarterbacks are going to be good with Kyle Shanahan. We might just be talking about, Mac Jones is ceiling with Kyle Shanahan being a seven or an eight out of 10 and Trey Lance and Justin Fields seeing being, we're talking about, you know, things maxed out, everything's worked out, maybe a nine, you know, like. We I, had I that conversation. Do you remember right. when we had that conversation? Like when we were talking about 49ers being interested in Matthew Stafford and we were talking about like yeah, executing, yep, Kyle, yep, yep. executing Kyle Shanahan's offense 
and at what level does does uh, Jimmy Garoppolo execute it? And we put a number on it, and then we were like, you know, what can Stafford do with it? And we put a number on that, right? And Deshaun yeah. Watson, like, what would that look like? And I think this is that kind of same thing. Like, if we were to put a number on, you know, these three quarterbacks and at their peak, um, what could the execution in this offense look like? And what would they look like in this offense and, you know, putting a number on that? And I still think at at the peak of what they are capable of doing, that number goes up a little bit higher with Fields and Lance. I agree. I agree. I think if everything's working out per- perfect, you know, Mac Jones might give you a, a 7.5, but Trey Lance or Justin Fields might give you a 9. I'm not going to say a 10 because that's like Hall of Fame type shit when I'm not ready to throw that around. But it, it's just – I do think it's important to say that whatever quarterback the 49ers pick, I feel like they're going to do well. I'm not hedging my bets. I'm not like trying to make things comfortable. I just think that that they're coming into such a great situation. I also think all three of them are just good quarterbacks. I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are just significantly better. Maybe not even significantly better. They just present so much more, you know, upside and intrigue and, you know, a much more well-rounded game that represents the modern quarterback. I mean, every quarterback that's like Mac Jones that is succeeding right now is – high 30s and late and early 40s, and they're on their way out. Every modern quarterback that's tearing it up right now, I mean, even Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, they're kind of older. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is older. They're very athletic. I love, Matthew Stafford's like an underrated athlete. I yeah, think Stafford, realize. Stafford is more athletic than people give him credit for. That's right. for sure. So and he it, has an insane cannon of an arm. I know. Even even Aaron Rodgers was like, I mean, hey, everybody gives me hella credit for these no look passes, but Matthew Stafford has been doing that shit for years and 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 making it work. No one just paid attention. So, I mean, not that an un, un, a no look pass is the epitome here, but so it, to me, it's just the NFL is going the way of the athletic quarterback that can also throw. And if you're not willing to take your lumps, that may come with that, like say Josh Allen, who, you know, had quite a bit more experience than, than Trey Lance and Mac Jones coming in. But if you're not willing to take those lumps, then you're never going to reap the rewards of what they can give you. You can't, you know, uh, to me, it goes back to the win now thing. Like who gives a shit? Like I get the 49ers roster is good, but this is a long-term play where multiple first round picks are at stake. Uh, Winning now should not be any part of the equation. Maybe a small fraction. But, um, dude, give me the guy that's going to turn into a, a 10-year starter at a high level. Or, or whoever is whoever out of that group has your highest projection, your highest ceiling, then take that and, and, and pour everything you got into him. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That shit happens all the time. But to me, you know, it comes down to what Croc says, you know, scared money don't make money. So what are you waiting like, Who gives a shit about winning now? Right. And um and again I do want to like preface that I like Mac Jones, you know I I don't want to come off as somebody that doesn't think that this dude can't be good I don't want it to be like oh 49ers drafted him I know Eric Crocker hates it no I I don't hate the fact that Mac Jones would be a 49er I just would hate the fact that they passed on Justin Fields <laughs> like that's that's the that's the issue <laughs> you know what I'm saying like not so much anything else so I just have a hard time with that aspect of it because it's like man. I've been waiting for the opportunity to see the 49ers with like an elite, like legit talented quarterback. And, you know, I, that's what I want to see. So hope they do it. 
we'll, we'll see. We'll see. One thing that I do want to mention is John Beck also was very, very effusive for his praise of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, and you know, that could be doing him a solid, uh, as far as trade market type stuff goes. But John Beck was very, very clear that Jimmy, he felt Jimmy Garoppolo had, had some very elite traits. Like he, it was cool hearing him talk about him because Jimmy takes his lump a lot, lumps a lot. And I feel like you could definitely get better than Jimmy and the 49ers have a chance to do that. But he did a good job of talking about why the 49ers had success with Jimmy and why Kyle Shanahan was ready to commit to Jimmy so quickly. And he basically just talked about, he's like, look, like there, Jimmy, as far as getting a throw out quickly with a fast release, Jimmy might be the best in the NFL. As far as just the ability to just see a target and go boom and the throws on the, is, is out the door. You know, and, and that kind of goes into what John Beck was talking about where he says, I want a guy that utilizes limited space and can get the ball out quickly. You know, and he was, and, and he didn't go on about Jimmy Garoppolo for long. He said, you know, the things Jimmy's elite abilities are quick throws, twitchy arm. He takes up a small amount of space. He has a lightning quick release. And he fits many of the aspects that Kyle Shanahan loves in a quarterback. Now, obviously, he doesn't fit everything because Kyle Shanahan said, let's go get a quarterback. But I I did think it was cool to kind of hear what somebody else, you know, you know, some is one of the the attributes of Jimmy Garoppolo's game that Kyle Shanahan loved. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think we see that, right? Like, I, I think we see like a clear area where Jimmy Garoppolo excels. You know, we yeah, just, there's, there's plenty of weak areas, but it was cool to hear him talk about why Kyle Shanahan liked him so much. Like, I feel like you can't win as many games with Jimmy Garoppolo as Kyle has if he doesn't have some, quote-unquote, like, elite traits. Now, is his overall game elite? No. But I think, like, he snaps some ball off and squeezes into tight areas better than most quarterbacks in the league. He could do that consistently. You know, my my thing is just like, all right, do you have to play that way? And I go back to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I kind of put out there like, hey, you know, basically I did, did, you know, and what we started off the show, you know, with me saying like, did, you know, did Patrick Mahomes fit everything that Andy Reid wanted, right? And Eric Davis responded and he, you know, basically said like, look, like, you know, he made, he let, uh, Patrick Mahomes allowed him to do more. And let me let me let me pull up the exact comment so I'm not just kind of like talking out of my book because I don't want to miss word what the great Eric Davis had to say. Um, let's see where is it? Got all these videos of me throwing the football around. But okay, so here we go. So my question was: Did Andy Reid have to change his offense at all when he went from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes? If so, how did that work out for him? Was Mahomes a perfect scheme fit? And Eric Davis responded with, let me see it, let me see it. There's a lot of comments under here. All right, he said um, he didn't change it, but he is able to fully run it with Mahomes. Right? So, okay, great response. So I responded by saying, all right, just so I can better explain, why is Andy Reid able to do more with Mahomes, someone who came from a totally different uh, system in college? And his response was, Simply put, a play caller's designer's depth of usage of a scheme is completely tied to the ability of the players on the roster. His new play imagination and game plan uh, structure are also tied to the player's talent. 
but you already know this crap. So basically what he's saying is if you have a more talented player, you can do more. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he says all that to say, like, and this is Eric Davis, if you have a more talented player at, at the quarterback position, you can do more. And my thing is, you know, again, we're, we're saying all this, and Kyle Shanahan could very well be like, dude, I've been thinking about taking Justin Fields or Trey Lance this whole time. You guys are just talking all this for nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, hey, man, we got to record something. We got to record something, right? But if if it's if it's not if it's not the case like Kyle, like why wouldn't you want to expand on what you're doing and do more? You know, and I think that's the part where it's like, gosh, I'd have a hard time. I'd have a hard time if he did just think like, nah, I don't I don't need that. I'm good with this uh well and, and the crazy thing about uh McCorkle is aside uh-huh. from like maybe not have like he doesn't have any elite traits outside of the fact that he can process very well, so they say, right? Or he's really smart. He's a great interviewer and all that. Like, but he's not like this big, big arm quarterback. I know I was listening to Middlecoff, and Middlecoff kept saying like, "Yeah, you know, he's kind of like, you know, uh, Tom Brady, you know, a six four quarterback." And I DM Middlecoff, and I was like, "Middlecoff, you keep saying this dude's six four. He's six foot two, two hundred fifteen pounds. Like, he's not this big physical guy." He was like, "Wow, are you serious? Like, there's no way they draft this guy." <laughs> but he was like, "No, there is a way. <laughs> you know, like, it, you know, but he's not this big." Physically gifted guy, where it's like, well, okay, he's a pocket passer, but you know, he's he's big, like he's big arm, like you know, like he doesn't. No, he's not. Like he's a, he's not big. He's smaller than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's the same height as Jimmy, and weighs like ten pounds less. And it's, and it's you know what I'm saying like so it's like I don't know it's it's a weird space right there with him. Weird dynamic. Well, and the, the only reason, the only way I could see them feeling like they need to go Mac Jones. Is if they really, and this is, this is not an indictment on the other guys, you guys obviously, is if they really, they've talked to this guy and they've talked to people around him and they really think he might be almost like a genius level football player. And that seems cop-out-ish just listening to myself say it. But like if Kyle Shanahan really, like what we were just saying, if Kyle Shanahan really feels like Mac Jones would be like an extension of him on the football field. That is so much so that he feels neither of these other guys could get there just by the interviews they've been allowed to have. I, I guess I could see where they, Kyle would, would find that attractive. You know, a guy, because I, I believe I read that Mac Jones got his degree and a master's degree in three years. I, I thought I read that somewhere. I mean, that, I, coming from a guy who got a college degree and then got two different teaching credentials and a master's degree, that shit is, like, kind of freaky right there. Like, if that's true and that's accurate, I don't want to rattle off something like that and it not be true. The only reason – obviously, Mac Jones has mediocre traits. The only thing I could see them falling in love with is if they really thought his mental ability was mind-blowing. You know, like, and, and again, I, I even I feel like I'm a taking the easy route right now, but it, I'm just trying to make sense of something like that. Do I think it's going to happen? I still don't. No, I've pretty much fallen out of the idea of the 49ers having a high chance of drafting Mac Jones. But that could be the only alluring thing I could see is, look, I could, his traits aren't great, you know, but uh, this guy is the smartest person, one of the smartest people I've ever talked to. Like, oh, okay. I mean, right, so- I guess. So he was saying that. And, again, we talked about Justin Fields. They don't talk about it. Wasn't it Justin Fields that had – he had the offer from Harvard coming out of high school. That was, like, his first offer 
Harvard. Pretty good school, bro. <laughs> and it was a full scholarship, like not even like football related. Like that's how smart this dude is. So right. like you didn't say that. They don't, they don't bring those things up though about Justin Fields. But well, I feel no, like I'm I only said. bringing it up because I'm trying to find some random. Right, you're trying to find it. But, but my right. thing is everything that you just said, right, about Mac Jones, like what you just said, do you take that at third overall? And do you, like, okay, he's very smart. He sees the field well. Like, is that enough to take somebody third overall after I don't using, think so. you know, two other first-round picks to move up? I don't, I don't think so, no. I got to – because that's – and I go back to what we were saying when they first made the trade is that Kyle Shanahan – for Kyle Shanahan is the brains. Kyle Shanahan is, is, is going to – should have the ability to guide his quarterback to where he needs him to be. Get a guy that's going to elevate Kyle Shanahan. Get a guy that, that – I want every now and then, maybe three or four times a game, I want a quarterback that's going to make a play where Kyle Shanahan looks at his players and goes, hey, that's not how we drew it up, but goddamn. Like, you know, like something like that. Somebody that can can take Kyle Shanahan to a level that he doesn't know he can get to yet. You know, and, and I understand that the mental aspect of the game that Mac Jones might excel at is a big aspect of that. But get yourself an elite traits. Get yourself some elite traits, please. Uh, give me, give me, give me as many elite traits as I can get. And if I'm the coach that everybody says I am, I will get that out of that player. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.